And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. You know, I'm just trying to sell stuff as normal and I'm pretty excited to talk about that today in part 38 of 52 of our How to Start a Tech series, a tech company series. It's been a long journey. I can't believe we made it this far. I Yeah, but well, we are a little behind, but we've promised to tell the real story of entrepreneurship. And with that, things don't always happen on time and they don't always sure. happen in the sequence or uh, at the uh, rate of expense or anything else that you need to occur. And, you know, we're going to talk about something that will help ease your expenses, which is selling. Uh, our topic today is what are sales channels? And I think this is a pretty interesting topic for both of us. We both have some experience, sometimes good and sometimes bad. Before we get into that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. That's what we do when we're not doing this. We try to help software companies and tech companies build teams of expert developers, and we want to help you. So go to Fullscale.io. There's a quick form you fill out that says get started and we'll get back to you about how we might be able to lend you a hand. Now, Matt, when you think of sales channels, what do you think of? Amazon. Does that count? Is Amazon a sales channel? I would say so. Yeah. I, I don't that when I think sales channels, I, I think that that I think a little differently when I think of a sales channel. I mean, that's like, I mean, yes, you're right. It could be a sales channel for... For physical goods. For physical goods, yes. Yeah. And I think of... And, and yes, so you're right in that sense of the word, but at the same time, I think more of a marketplace, um, which I guess a sales channel is typically a marketplace. But um, when I think about sales channels in regards to a tech company, I think about getting your product solution or software in front of or well partnered with other businesses using the existing platform users or clients that they have, like plugging yeah. in to, uh, you know, like, well, for example, at Stackify, you may have wanted to create a sales channel and you might talk to a company that's like, okay, sure, we'll partner with you and we will make a one-click install for people to do this or that or whatever. Um, and yeah, you're still right about the Amazon thing. I think any, anywhere a sales channel is the, is any way a business to business or sales organization goes to market and like through direct or indirect routes. But when I, when I think of, you know, other examples of sales channel, I mean, a physical retail store. Yeah. Still sales channel. But you were yeah. talking about retail. There's a lot of different sales yeah. channels that, uh, make sense. We talk about software, it becomes a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, other things that, that are just common sales channels. I mean, you've got, you know, e-commerce websites, 
I mean, that's, and that's that, that kind of marketplace feel, you know, so Amazon, eBay, Walmart, you name it. I mean, there's a million different things. And I guess on many levels, even things like DoorDash and Grubhub yeah. are sales channels for restaurants. So Absolutely. there's a million, it, 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 it's where are you going to tune in to sell more stuff? Well, it's, it's, you just got to be in the marketplace, right? It's, it's no different than if a car dealer is trying to sell cars, if they're not listed, if their cars aren't available on cars.com and auto trader and all these places, like they just don't exist, <laughs> right? You got to be yeah. on the market, on the marketplaces. Yeah, I agree. And uh, all right, here's, here's the antiquated old version of a sales channel. You ready? A catalog. Ooh. When's the last time you had one of those? I have to say though, I just got one from Lego and Amazon and, uh, you know, my kids are going to go through there and circle everything for what they want for Christmas. So still use those. My kids just did the same thing with their birthdays coming up and, um, Amazon's pretty smart with that. I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a good sales channel to find a a legitimate Batman actor, um, as opposed (laughs) to the one we had uh, three years ago. Um, and for those of you that might be entertained with any details of our personal life, my wife hired a Batman actor for my kid's birthday party. And is it fair to say that that A, wasn't Batman and B, was certainly not a good Batman actor? It was epically bad, for sure. Yeah. We had fun with it, though. We had fun. <laughs> we were still having fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say Batman around my wife, please. We know better than that. So, you know, some other things, and since we we're just kind of going through when we get into sales channels, some other lists of, of sales channels, even on this like very small and personal level, like um, you have things like private sales and home shopping parties. Like so many people have, have a small business and it's related to, hey, I want to sell you makeup or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then even sales channels, maybe things like, um, like a call center or, you know, any kind of outbound stuff, um, a sales channel is also could be like retail outlets and a bunch of stuff, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it on a tech level. So it fits in with our, um, you know, with, with our series here. So Matt, what, what, what experience have you had with sales channels or why do you like, I mean, and and why did they interest you? Well, so if we go all the way back to the Men Solutions days, you know, we had created software that would print um, window stickers that you put on a, a used car. So if you go to a car dealership and you see the stickers and the windows that say like what the price of the car is and what equipment's on the car and the number and the color and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and our software would print those, but we needed the paper to print the stickers, right? And the dealers would want to have them custom designed with their logo and all that stuff. So we got a sales partner that sold the paper and had the relationships with all the car dealers in the country that sold them different kinds of paper, you know, for the finance departments and all that stuff, but also these stickers. And so that was a great sales channel for us, right? Like, oh, we've got like these hundreds of salespeople now that that sell other kind of paper goods and they could sell our software to these car dealers and we thought we were going to be billionaires um, with this partnership. And it literally went nowhere. We spent like six to 12 months um, trying to make this work. And at the end of the day, it's just really difficult for people who sell paper to sell software. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, the point is, is these kind of sales channels can be highly lucrative and really powerful, right? Um, 
but sometimes they just don't work at all. And you were just telling me about, um, I don't know, can you talk, can you talk about like what home base is doing? Yeah. And so that, and one of our, uh, our guests, um, you were talking about like what they were doing with partnering with someone. Yeah. Like they, like they've yeah. got some really good partnerships yeah. that are really key sales channels for them. Right. Yeah. Lo- local startup here in Kansas city, homebase.ai and has been, uh, was one of our original guests, uh, a good yeah. friend of ours, Blake Miller, and he's done an amazing job of growing the company. So, uh, at heart, they're an IOT company that uh, has lock solutions. And, you know, we talked about a lot of things. He was actually, he was uh, um, the first person to introduce me to the theory of time arbitrage. And, um, and you know, and the problem they solved was helping people get in and out of, of places. But it, to create and expand on a sales channel, they made a deal with Walmart. So Walmart wants to be in the food and grocery delivery game. The, one of the problems that occurs is people aren't always home to do that. So they so Homebase partners with them and helps Walmart deliver groceries. So they uh, they can come and put the groceries in your home and in your refrigerator, and you come home and all the stuff's there. And that's a great example because if you look at the sales channel nature of that, that means that they're going to be selling home bases integration. And so it's kind of like putting unlimited boots on the ground. And that's, um, you know, that's where uh, that's a, a great example of a sales channel working. And, you know, the reason I asked you the same question first was, I, you know, from past episodes, we've had so many, um, so many conversations that were related to sales channels can it not played well, can create a lot of hype and, a, and a shitty return sometimes. And, you know, I've went through that with Gigabook at one point too, because in the same way that you, you, you're like looking at it, your early stage, like this is going to be a huge home run. But one of the things you have to consider when you get in, involved with someone else's sales channel is the fact that you just might be like one of like 600 components yes. or things yeah. that they do. And, you know, and, and the thing is, is just cause you're in the, and, and, you know, I think that when it comes to tech companies, the, the biggest broadest example you can look at are all these things that have the quote, like one click install or integration. Now these have gotten a lot better over the last few years, but you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, it was basically like you were an icon on a page, you know, it wasn't. And so the thing was, is like you were, they were just kind of promoting you or whatever. Now in some, in a lot of cases, if you're that well, okay, let's talk about Shopify for a second, because I think Shopify is a great example of a widespread use of, of sales channels for software marketers. They literally have like a, a massive app marketplace that does a ton of different stuff. You can buy for it, you can pay for it there. I mean, the app, shit, dude, the Apple, the Apple, the Apple, the app store, you know, or the Android, you know, the Google store, or any of that are great sales channels as well, where they're going to actually put you in front of people, they collect the money, they pay you out, stuff like that. Those are the things that can really work. But at the same time, all of those, uh, they, I mean, and some more than others require a lot of work just to get in. Like the one you were mentioning, how much time, effort, energy, and emotion did you put into that to then realize you were just going to hear, we spent months on it and, you know, trying to go out and train their salespeople and meet with them and do all that. And, so what what you just mentioned about Shopify is I think a great a, a great example of what I would call 
it's like an integrated solution or like an extension, right? Like, you know, I buy Shopify, but then Shopify has all these partners that do other things. Like maybe, and I'm not an expert on Shopify, so I may speak speak out of uh, out of my butt on this one. But let's say I go into Shopify and they got some special stuff about like how to do shipping rates or how to charge for taxes or how to sell a certain type of product or customize things or advanced reporting or like all these kinds of like extension things, right? Like Shopify doesn't do all these things, but they have partners. Well, Shopify wants those partnerships, right? Because if I'm looking at using Shopify, I might have some requirements and like, oh, the standard Shopify doesn't do this. Oh, but they have a partner that adds that functionality, right? So to Shopify, it's a huge win because now they're getting business that they may otherwise not get because of these extensions that provide this extra power, right? And if you're a vendor that's in that marketplace, that's huge, right? Let's say it's special like tax handling or something for all 50 states or whatever, international taxes, whatever it is, right? So if you're a partner that's in that marketplace, that's a great way to get to get business. And if you're Shopify, it helps you get business because you need that additional capabilities. So that kind of extension or integration can be huge. Another example of this that might be even easier example is like, say, WordPress plugins and things like that, right? Those kinds of extensions and plugins can be really, really powerful. Yeah. And and at the same time, though, if you're not a software company that's only just building those specific solutions, then you're going to be back to what I was mentioning, where you might spend a hell of a lot of time building, customizing, doing a lot of stuff, hoping that you get in yeah. to the sales channel at all. And that was that was what we ran into with Gigabooks. So we wanted to be in a sales channel for an online clothier. And uh and this isn't a this isn't a hundred percent sales channel, but you know, we <laughs> it, it was a growth channel and definitely a sales channel because they would have rolled us out to like thousands of people that would have used it, it would have been a big account. And I mean, long story short, we ended up spending a couple months of time, energy and focus on it and put other things on the back burner only to have it kind of fizzle. And uh, we did everything that we said we would do, that we wanted to do, that we could have done and we proved it out. But we got back into that thing where it was pretty clear to us at the end that we were one of about 50 things that were going on and we just really weren't a priority. So you know, like, so you got to keep that in mind that like your priorities as the founder of a software company and an owner of your business don't always align. So, and when you, okay, so let's, we'll continue using Shopify as an example. And by the way, we have no vested interest in Shopify. Like it's just a good example. And I know it's widespread and a lot of you listening might use it or have considered it, but Okay, so Shopify is a mega company at this point, and and the thing is, is their sales channel is loaded with a lot of different things. Um, you're just gonna, you're just another star in the sky there. So, like, you have to get, do a little bit more anytime you enter sales channel than then you, you want to make sure you're getting promoted. You want to make sure you're just not at the bottom of the list because as we make the comparison, uh, the field of dreams comparison just because you build it doesn't mean that they're going to come so absolutely yeah i mean there's and a ton of things there's a ton of this things problem at stackify yeah. yep we yep. you know everybody knows what aws is right and there's microsoft azure uh cloud hosting and at stackify we actually spent a bunch of time to get in the azure marketplace so when you went into microsoft azure there's a marketplace for like these different extensions and tools and we got stackify listed in there and it was a lot of work because we had to integrate the billing and how to do billing and all that stuff. And it was a complete waste of time. 
And it's because Microsoft didn't promote us, right? Like yep. Microsoft had no reason to promote us. And the key to all of this, what we've been talking about the last few minutes, is it's got to be a win-win. The only way these types of partnerships work is it's a win-win. And back to my Venn Solutions one, it seemed like it was going to be a win-win, right? Like they were going to help sell our software because they wanted to sell more paper, right? They thought they were going to sell more paper by bundling it with our software. They thought it was going to be a win-win, but it fell apart in the execution. And the Shopify examples we were talking about, they were win-wins, right? But back to exactly what you were talking about earlier, one of the other issues we had at Vin Solutions is everybody would come to us and want us to resell their stuff, right? But it's like, if my sales, if I'm paying salespeople a bunch of money to make phone calls all day and sell stuff, I'd rather have them sell my stuff, not your stuff. Like, why would I do that unless it's a win-win for me, right? And examples of that were like, oh, we had to have integrations with Kelly Blue Book or some other different tools like that. It's like, okay, we only it was like 50 bucks a month, but we needed to sell that for 50 bucks a month so we could sell some other thing for $400 a month, right? Like it was an add-on. And that's where these these types of partnerships, they have to be win-win for both parties and then they work really, really well. Yeah, and, the, and it's not always easy to determine whether that's gonna be the case or not. So, I mean, some of that you just gotta try to figure out, but just, just pay heed to these warnings, friends and listeners. Uh, so a couple of things as we continue to move on. First off, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. We aren't a sales channel, but we can probably help you build whatever you need help to build getting into one. Go to Fullscale.io and learn more about how we help software companies build teams of experts quickly and affordably. Now, in review, Matt, there are four main types of sales channels. We kind of skirted around them. I want to go back and clean up a couple details here. You got retail, wholesale, direct to consumer, and B2B. Okay. So they all require a different approach. I mean, retail, um, uh, as, as now that I'm old, I have experience uh, with all of these um, now that I think about it. Um, and, you know, retail is a whole different animal and monster. Um, it's hard to scale. It's hard to create relationships. It's, uh, going through a mega evolution right now. Um, wholesale is a little different, but not a lot of wholesale and software, but it does exist. Yeah, not really. And then, you know, so direct to consumer, I actually, prior to hitting record here, I, I, I'm by the way, Matt, I'm, I'm in our new startup hustle studio right now and testing that test, test, test. Uh, but no, I, I was, I did a meeting down here earlier and I was talking to someone that, uh, is interested in using full scale and, uh, had an idea. And I, I did have to tell him, I'm like, now keep in mind when it goes to raising capital, uh, you're talking about a, a B to C, a business to consumer play. And that's not as sexy as business to business. And Matt, why is that? Consumers are cheap they don't spend money on anything though they will spend five dollars at starbucks every single day for coffee but will not spend 99 cents for a damn app right that's just the way they are so that's something to consider i mean if you're thinking about starting a tech company and you know the main thing is well first off businesses spend money and then uh, it's and I literally use this as an example. I was like, hey, I bet it's ten times easier for you to spend your employer's money 
than it is to spend yours. Well, well, yeah, of course, because it's kind of use it or lose it or whatever. But, um, you know, it's something to consider. And then that's something to consider when you're con- when you think about what kind of sales channel you need to get into. Because yeah. um, if you if your app or solution needs to be in the Shopify sales channel, then um, then it, uh, the the corner store is not a good fit for you. And eBay isn't the solution either. So, um, you know, when we think about, you know, digital channels, I mean, I think most of these things, when it comes to software, I, I mean, is it fair to say that, that the, that the one click install kind of thing, regardless of where that is, is probably the broadest use of software companies using sales channels or is there something different? Well, a good example of that would be like the Apple App Store. And I know yeah. Mac has one for their, um, you know, regular Mac apps on their, you know, uh, laptops and everything. And Microsoft has, a, a, you know, the Microsoft Store and you've got the Android Store. And and so, yeah, I mean, th- there's there's marketplaces now for, for all of those that, that you can be in and sell your product. Um, if you've got a, a product that, that is a download and consume kind of product, which... A lot of us don't create these days. You know, if it's a SaaS product, it, it usually doesn't have that. Now, maybe it could have a component. You think about like Slack, right? Like you still download and install Slack on your computer and use it, even though it's still like a SaaS product. So you, you get some some hybrid things like that for sure. So, yeah, you have these channels, these things that, you know, if you go to search for XYZ software, and they're like, hey, here's our 10 recommendations for where to go. And then they redirect you somewhere and they're an affiliate. Do you think, is that a sales channel? They are. And so, you know, there, there's a few things there. You've got analysts, right? You've got analysts that are also a sales channel. So like Gartner and Forrester and all them, they are absolutely a sales channel. And at Netro, we, we get a lot of business from those channels, right? Because you've got big enterprises that go to Gartner or somebody and say, okay, we need to buy this type of thing. We don't understand the marketplace. Tell us who we should talk to. Right. Um, but then you've got sites that just, um, are lead generation, like referral sites. You have all these things that just do reviews. So like G2 crowd, um, there's all these things. And, and like Gartner is one of them too. Gartner has a site that does reviews. And so if you do searches, random searches, like you're saying, like for marketing automation or whatever, CRM software, all these things, you'll run across these sites like G2 Crowd. And at Stackify, we actually used to pay G2 Crowd and some of these other providers to be listed in there and get leads and stuff. And they worked well, depending on the type of product you have and all that stuff. They can be great um, for just lead generation. And I've even seen some that uh, full scale could be in you know, that, that do offshore development, software development, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're kind of just like listing review sites. And at the end of the day, their goal is to generate leads and sell leads. Yeah. So I think a good example, uh, Capterra. Yes. That's another good one. All right. So, and that's what I was thinking. I had to Google it. So thank you for your, thank you for talking why I did that, Matt. (laughs) Which is owned Uh, by uh, Gartner now, I believe. Possibly. So Capterra, if you Google, put a word in front of software and then Google it, and they probably have a listing for that. So now I don't think this is a sales channel. I think this is a marketing channel. 
And I think that they're different in that regard. Yes, I, I think you're right. Buy, yes. I don't buy anything here. It's lead generation. Um, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And the, so, yeah, it's a marketing channel, not a sales channel. And and I think that, like, bringing that up, I see you nodding your head. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I buy that. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not adjacent to a sales right. channel. But in my opinion, a sales channel is, I mean, it's going to actually facilitate a sale with or for you. I think that's you. a great um, way to determine yeah. the difference. Yeah. So, keep, the, keep in mind, there is a difference there. And... I mean, there's a ton of stuff. So Captera, and once again, I have no vested interest in pushing them. And honestly, I'm not, I haven't been a huge fan because uh, once I opened Gigabook, I had a Captera rep up my ass every day wanting to at me to outbid the next person yes. on the list. You probably went through it and I'm like, well, that's great. You know, like, and, and, and almost holding, you know, kind of holding us hostage in some regards, like, and I don't know if this is the side, I don't want to be too critical of them because I like what they do, but I don't always like how they tried to do it yeah. with me. Uh, but one of the things was like, Hey, there's five reviews on your site. Uh, by the way, Yelp got, Yelp got skewered for this. So they were like, Hey, you've got five reviews on the site. One of them isn't great. Would you like to pay to remove it? Ooh. No, fuck you. You know, like, and that they, Captera didn't do that to me. I want to point that out. They did not do that, but Yelp was doing that to people and got pretty well publicized. They got sued for it and got the FTC, I think might even find them or something. So be careful with some of that stuff. Cause you know, remember like, uh, their, their, their loyalty extend and a lot of these things extends about the length of a coin. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning, so, so that's not necessarily a win-win. Um, and you know, as Matt mentioned earlier, the win-win component of it is, is, is important. So, um, yeah, so back to the, the definition, marketing channel and sales channel will be a little different. Now there's an interesting, and I think this is a, a marketing channel as well, but is also very adjacent. So you see a lot of things like influencer marketing and, uh, and while it's not a direct sales channel, it can be really effective. So let's use our friend and colleague, Eric Perkins of the Perkins brothers, who is on startup hustle TV with us, go to YouTube and Google startup hustle. And you can see what we're talking about, but Eric, uh, is a sales channel in many regards because he makes partnerships through his YouTube channel with. Um, building supply makers and stuff like that. So they actually pay him to represent what they're doing and and also to use his products when building homes. So they're kind of winning both ways. They're a sales channel in some regards because he's they're buying stuff with, with and for him. He's saying, yes, I guarantee I will use this product for my next 10 houses that I build. And then we'll also talk about it. So that's, it's a weird thing. And I'm bringing this up because it's like almost like a mix between a marketing and a sales channel. They're making sales with it and hoping to make more sales by him demonstrating it. So there's, you know, I, I see a, a future world of evolution where the subject matter expert, well, people pay to, for us to talk about their stuff yeah, on this absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. Now I don't, but I don't sell it for him. I don't make the sale for him. So by my definition, I'm still not in that regard, a, a sales channel. Um, other things that, you know, kind of come up too is, I mean, there's a lot of, and I still think this is more to the marketing side of things, but we may see some more sophistication develop. Like right now there's a lot of marketing 
and sales type automation, I can see a lot of that possibly evolving. You talk about AI, machine learning, the way chatbots are kind of growing. I can see a lot of technological solutions that might come up and you might be able to get on the front cutting edge of that end up going out and literally making sales without a human involved. Well, it all depends on the kind of product, right? Like there are definitely yeah. people on, on TikTok that promote specific products, but and you can click the link and go buy the product because yeah. it's a physical product, right? But it's different if, it, if it's a, an enterprise software solution. Like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that sells uh, software in the hospitals and he says it takes 12 to 18 months to complete a sale, right? Like that's a whole different, <laughs> whole different kind of thing, you know? So it really just depends on the type of, of product and service that you're selling. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm bringing that up, not because I'm not trying to predict the future necessarily. I'm just saying that there's a lot of interesting things that, uh, well, Matt, we've, you and I have through this I'm podcast. I'm still trying to replace and, you with a bot if that's where you're going. Right. Well, right. Yes. I mean, the Matt bot, um, or, or the Matt chat or the Matt chat bot. And if you can replace me with a bot, that's fine too. I will retire. Well, if I build one, I mean, I said it was the map bot. I didn't say which one. <laughs> one will just be vastly superior to the other. And we won't tell anyone which one it'll be. So, but my, the point that I'm making here is, you know, people are always innovating new and interesting things. So the 10 years ago, the sales channels that we're talking about now as being like one click, um, they were still pretty new. You look at a lot of like, uh, and, and to me, things like hosting providers are a really good example. Cause it's like, oh, you know, like you mentioned WordPress earlier. So, well, well, let's talk about flywheel. Cause we had flywheel on before and they, there are sales channels. So they've got all kinds of plugins and things you can add, expand, whatever you go to get flywheel.com. Uh, but a great example of, of, you know, 10 years ago, this stuff wasn't on the cutting edge, but a lot of people that partnered up with that when it was new, when it was new and, and booming, they were in the pole position. They were important. That was the win-win for the other, other thing. I think a lot of sales channels now are probably, are uh, quite honestly overhyped because the marketplaces are crowded. So what I'm trying to encourage here is get innovative and get sophisticated or maybe even simplify it but look for the things that people are starting to do that are setting trends now, because there's probably a lot of people out there that are looking for other people to, hey, come try this new method out. If it's quick and easy to get into, then go with my model of test, test, test and see if it works. Well, another new marketplace that I'm sure you're aware of and a lot of people have heard of now is like Product Hunt is a good example, right? Like mm -hmm. um, a lot of people launch new products and and they launch them on there. And, and if you're kind of a tech enthusiast, kind of software nerd, like, like us, you know, product hunts a cool site to, to watch every week and see like what kind of new cool stuff comes out. Right. Yeah. And so product hunt is kind of its own little sort of probably more lead generation still, but uh, it's a, it's a cool little channel that is kind of like you're talking about. It's a different little marketplace. What's the one that it's been out for a while now, but every week they'd have like a new thing. And for like 50 bucks, you get like a lifetime license. Uh, I was trying to remember the name of this earlier and I can't remember what it was. You know what I'm talking about? I remember what you're talking about. Is it Sum it, okay. Sumo something? Is it AppSumo? AppSumo. App That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you, all right. So four years ago, maybe even five, 
we at Gigabook, we wanted to have a customer and client notification system, right? And we're like, man, that might take a little bit to build or whatever. And I was on the AppSumo mailing list and for 50 bucks, maybe 59, I don't know. We'll just say 59. I, uh, I bought a license for something called Beamer. It's the notification system to go in your software platform. I'm looking at it right now, five years later. And we have a whole thing in Gigabook that uh, says user alerts. And what that does is it opens Beamer's app and it talks like it's, it has an update. It, uh, you can now merge duplicate clients. You can you bought a are, Beamer it, for $59? For 59 bucks. Yeah. For a Giga, <laughs> a giga Beamer. <laughs> yeah. I bought a Giga Beamer. And so in here, it's like introducing Zoom video meetings for your services uh, the improved contact widget form, introducing add-ons, um, upcoming scheduled maintenance, uh, resource pairing. Like, I mean, and it goes and it's really great. And you know what? I'm sure it was great for them at some point too, because they were pro- probably trying to gain traction. So in yeah. some regards, don't get worried about it. Be like, oh my God, I don't want to sell this one time. I mean, look, this is validation. You see a lot of people in things like Product Hunt or AppSumo. Yeah. I think with apps, I, and I have, I actually quit following that because I kind of was like, okay, it felt like they were running out of stuff to sell maybe, or they were stretching it a little bit, but maybe I need to go back and look at it. Cause I mean, what, what do you have to lose? 60 bucks, man. Five years later, that has been, that has cost me a dollar a month. Now all the products have added AI to them and there's a new versions of all of them, I think probably. So oh, I see. I see. Was, <laughs> Everything was kind of like, it was kind of like our last trip to TechCrunch, and 95% of the people we talked to used the following phrase, my machine learning algorithm. I'm like, yeah. there's no fucking way all these people have machine learning in their stuff, but um, yeah, you know. All right. So moral of the story. Look for what's look for what's emerging. See what the trends are that are out there, and those people are looking to create partnerships too. I mean, they really are. Um, you know, Matt, as we as we kind of get to the as we are progressing towards the end of our time here. Um, I mean, are you are you a sales channel guy or not? I think sales channels are great. It just depends on the type of product you have and if they work and. At Netrio, for example, they have a lot of partners um, that are they get over half their business from these these sales channels that are big partners that they're kind of win win partnerships. You get people that sell consulting and they need a thing to consult on, right? So like, oh, we'll install this big complicated software product and we'll sell all of our professional services to install it, right? And you know, if you get the right if you have the right kind of product and service, it makes a lot of sense, right? Um, bigger enterprise products, that's real common for for selling professional services. So if you want to start, if you want to find a sales channel, how do you do it? You got to just try it. I have a good, I have a good place for you to start. You know what I'm going to say? Uh, no, it starts with a G and it ends with it. Google it. Yeah. Hey, wait, hang on, hang on. We have a new studio, so. Oh, my God. I've been waiting two years to do that. Oh, shit. Hang on, one more time. Please yeah. tell me there's more than just that. 
Please, um, actually, yeah. please don't you, tell I, me there's more. Well, yeah, I got one more. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry for those of you listening. Just let me get this out of my system. Oh, my God. Play ball. There you go. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Geez. That's all I got. Well, there's one that says dramatic piano, and I just don't feel like I need to. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll end with that, okay? Well, actually, you know what, Matt? When you talk too much at any point, or I do, we can just do this. <laughs> it's like the the Emmys send off music. Yeah, yeah. I actually just removed that from the recording platform, so neither one of us are tempted to do that. Okay, so we are pretty deep into the series, and we've talked about so much uh, the things. You know, over the last several weeks, we've talked about user support and your platform, learning from your user feedback, how to launch a product, making marketing decisions, creating a go-to-market strategy. Um, and, and part of why I'm backtracking there is I personally don't think that immediately jumping into a sales channel or trying to is a good go-to-market strategy. Um, most sales channels want to see you have traction. They want to know you're robust enough, resourced enough, or have enough longevity that they're not going to put you in their sales channel and then get burned. They don't um, want to sell a piece of junk, right? Right. And and so I went through this a little bit with because we got pretty aggressive looking for sales channels early with Gigabook. And I, I met a lot of immediate resistance for those reasons. Um, and, and then some of them too is, uh, you know, one, we talked to uh, uh, um, someone at Rackspace and their main concern was, look, we will put, we can put you in front of so many people. Can you even handle it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, so, so chew on that listeners. Cause these are the things you're going to have to answer. Cause a lot of those, like, I mean, if all of a sudden you're in X, Y, Z shop or whatever, or, you know, some of these places too, you talk about the win-win they're going to support you. So, well, I'll, all right, here's a good channel, Matt. I want to thank the people at Zapier. Yes. Because when Gigabook yep. launched our, our Zapier integration, they emailed a bunch of people, letting them know that it was there. And then they also wrote a couple articles that ranked really high and drove a hell of a lot of subscribers in there. Uh, that wasn't even intended to be a sales channel. So that, that's the, the whole point is you can run into some really great stuff. So thank you, Zapier. And if you don't use Zapier, you probably should because it's pretty freaking cool. It will help you, can, your platform connect to a lot of other stuff. Now, Matt, next, in the next episode, we're going to talk about not getting stuck in the middle. And you know, I, I, a little preview for that is a lot of a lot of software companies and just companies in general, they get stuck in the middle, meaning they're not booming, they're not dying, they're just kind of surviving and getting by. When it if if that describes you, a sales a sales channel marketing might be exactly what you need to break out of that. Yeah, and it's one thing we've talked before a lot about. It's figuring out product market fit. And there's a whole book about this called Crossing the Chasm. So I'm excited to talk about this next next week. You're you're gonna do a you're gonna do a live reading of that entire book for that episode, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. So in conclusion, Matt, like I mean, what what do you like? What do you not like? What I mean, what what's your takeaways from from this one? 
I think sales channels can be uh, a game changer, right? You, you you gave the example earlier of Homebase and, and Walmart, and I think that was a great one. And it's a win-win for both of them, as we talked earlier. That These work the best when it's a win-win. Um, I'm on AppSumo here, uh, kind of casually shopping, and I think I might go buy a few things. And uh, whoever's in this marketplace uh, might have been a win-win for them too because I uh, I might buy something here. But on the flip side, one of these tools I was thinking about signing up for was like, $50 a month and it's on AppSumo for a one-time price of $39, like a lifetime license. So they might be Shabam. giving away, they might be giving away a lot of revenue by uh, having it on the the cheap here in AppSumo. But uh, thank you AppSumo for that. The likelihood is it will give you 80% of what you want for that $50. And the one thing you do need might be more. And, and you mentioned earlier about, when you're selling to consumers, it's hard to get them to pay for things. But since I get to use your corporate card, it's really easy. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, you know, the best thing about AppSumo is their rating system is based on tacos. <laughs> it's so, so, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, and, and thank you for that, AppSumo. Like I might buy something just to support that. I, I'm, I'm literally, uh, so my biggest takeaway from today is a better way to give ratings and reviews is a taco system. So I'm looking at, I don't know what this is. It's called write cream. It's clearly for writers. It's, oh, it's for cold emails and marketing tools. It's got a five taco rating, five out of five, five tacos, um, 262 reviews. Uh, I, I'm going to give a little spoiler alert here, Matt. Do you, you know, so there are an amazing amount of Mexican restaurants near our new office and in the, uh, in season 1.2 of, of, uh, startup hustle TV work. We, we do, ha we also have a taco rating system. Oh, it's nice. Just, we are literally rating tacos. Not with taco rating ratings. things with tacos, but we are will be rating <laughs> tacos. So, you know, Johnny gave the taco he ate yesterday a six. Um, we're gonna we're working on it a little bit. I, I think we're gonna also introduce like a chip rating scale because they all make their own chips. Um, also, uh, I was thinking about one that is literally just uh, uh, how fucking hot is this really? Because uh, don't ever trust the waiter at a Mexican restaurant when you say, is this hot? And they're like, oh, not, I mean, not really. And you know, I'll eat it. And then the next thing you know, I'm sweating bullets. He so, doesn't think ghost pepper is hot. And now you're about to die. Maybe, maybe. Um, so, you know, my back to business here, my, my takeaways here is I think sales channels can be great. I think they can for some places offer hopes and dreams that might not ever happen. I don't think they're for the earliest stage of companies in most cases. I think things like AppSumo could be for I, most of these companies that are in places like that are pretty early. Like yes. when we bought that Beamer license, I mean, they were pretty simplistic. But if you run into something, all right, so this five taco, this right cream, whatever it is, I mean, Here's the thing is if you have a MVP kind of thing or a quick and early launch and all of a sudden you're getting now for the $59, I, my, my guess is that AppSumo probably keeps half of that. Um, but if they sell a thousand licenses for you, that might be the money you need to keep moving, survive Helps in get advance. get some market right? ado adoption and feedback. I mean, it's, it can be really good.
Um, but I do kind of for the <laughs> dear app sumo. So this one was $2,999 and now it's 14 bucks. <laughs> That's a deal. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I got to kind of wonder, I mean, part of that, I look at that and I'm like, why is that 99.9%? So you're going to buy so. it just in case such a good deal. I'm gonna be, you got it. I, well, I get five, I get five tacos with it. Ah, there you go. I get yeah five tacos. When it comes, does anyone just want half a taco? <laughs> Is that even a thing? So, oh my god! I don't know. Are you are you going to be rating tacos with us? Yes. Yep. I'm ready for that. Actually, I like it. All right, man. Well, I will see you next time, Matt. See you guys. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.